There's nothing like visiting Gus. The closer to his house I'd get, the bigger my smile would grow. And by the time I landed on his doorstep, I was all teeth. He'd be waiting on the front door for me. Fix the sink, Gus, my grandmother would call out. Can't do, Emma, Gus would call back. Keith and I are going for a walk. He'd wink at me and whistle for Mr. Thompson woofed, and our adventure would begin. We'd walk for miles. We'd walk through towns, and we'd walk through the countryside. And Gus, he would hum every step of the way. He'd hum whole symphonies as we strolled from one village to the next. He'd hum funny little tunes as we wandered skinny streets and smoky alleys, marching songs as we tiptoed round foggy ponds and explored silent forests. With Gus, you had no idea where you'd end up. One time he led me all the way to the top of Primrose Hill to look at the night stars. Don't know if we can make it home tonight, Gus said. So we slept under a tree on the top of the hill with the skylights above us and the city lights below. Once Gus walked us all the way to London and into the workshop of a big store that sold instruments. Let's just pop in here. I've got to pick up some strings. Okay, Gus. Inside it looked like a beehive. Gus lifted me up and sat me on a shelf so that I could see everything. Violins hung from the ceiling by wires, horns clung to the walls, men in long brown coats fixed broken instruments and built new ones. I watched as they bent over cellos, trombones and trumpets. They dabbed at the drums with glue and tapped at them with tiny hammers. Men tested the guitar strings. And the drums. My eyes followed a line of guitars that snaked around the room on a conveyor belt. In the middle of everything, big bubbling buckets of glue was going blub, blub, blub. It was magic. I sat on that shelf watching it all, and right then, right there, I fell in love with instruments. When Gus and I got back to his house that day, I took a long look.